Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> Did you say your lumbar went flat? No, the lumbar's fine. Okay, cool. I took that uh, stupid massager thing out of it, though. Oh, me too. <laughs> Never even tried it. I was like, I don't even... I tried it. It just vibrated, and I was like, well, I guess if I could have well, an I orgasm think Olympia that did, way. And she was like, what's... The? And I was like, I just didn't. Yeah, she would, didn't give her an orgasm either. Definitely not. I don't even know if she did try it. That's my four stars. <laughs> didn't make me come. Uh, so close, Amazon. <laughs> so I watched close. Wednesday. Did you? Yeah, we finished it. Finished it? Yeah. Holy shit, I haven't even started it. We did it in like three days, I think. Uh, it was fun. I mean, it, it was what it is. It is. It's Scooby-Doo. It's like uh, Harry Potter, Scooby-Doo with Wednesday Adams. Goth version. The goth version of Scooby-Doo. Uh, what else did you watch? That was the big thing, I want to say. Oh, no. We watched The Resort on Peacock. Yes. It's a... Uh, Six or eight episode miniseries. It's fucking amazing. Who's in that one? It is, uh, oh, I forget her name every time. She was the mother in How I Met Your Mother. She was in Palm Springs with Andy Sandberg. The main chick? Yeah. Oh, I forget her she name. She was too. in Made for Love. Yeah, I keep looking it up and forgetting. Christian Melody? Maybe. The main chick? I don't know. Yes. The, Kristen. The, Kristen Melody. The main, the main character. Yeah. And then the guy who played Cheaty in, uh, you're going to name, In uh, The Good Place. Oh, okay. The other main dude, the philosopher. I've seen a lot of previews for a lot of good shows. or things that I think would be good, but I haven't started a damn thing like that direction. I want to watch fucking 1899 more than anything. And Kelly just is like, eh. and it's because it's subtitled, man. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying about 30 coins last week. If that wasn't subtitled, we would have been fucking talking about it like it was Game of Thrones. But it, it's fucking in Spanish. So you tell people to watch it and they're like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, fuck man and then they're like oh not tonight yeah because dark not was tonight. one of the best things ever and that's the show by the creator of dark but it's in like six languages because it's a boat full of people from different places it's like a bermuda triangle thing mm. and, but apparently the episodes are like lost like it shows the backstory of each character in each episode same formula so yeah there's some backstory you get to familiarize yourself with them yeah i'm real excited about it yeah i'm not expecting it to be dark but I expect it to be. You made me cool. start thinking about like previews for upcoming television shows, and I couldn't think of the name of any of the ones that I saw that I was interested in. <laughs> it was just like blah blah blank, blah blah blank, blank blank, <laughs> blankety fucking blank blank, <laughs> little dash of blank. Finish it off. You know what I'm saying? Um, no. Uh, anything else? That was about it. That was about it. As far as I, I didn't watch any movies or anything like that of note. I was sleepy, getting over the cold, you know, clearing. So in my so haze, your whole life, yeah, yeah, sick all the time now. Um, <laughs> no, I watched. So there's there was a, a documentary on Netflix called "Filthy Rich" Jeffrey Epstein, and it was that whole thing. Yeah, did you watch the Ghislaine Maxwell one? The <laughs> <Yeah>. Ghislaine? <laughs> it's not just. I want to say that too. Ghislaine, 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 Ghislaine. Maxwell. I like the way I say names. Every time I in my head, I'm saying that same thing in my head as I look at it. But I watched the whole thing. It's, you know. Do you know what happened in that court trial with her? Not really. Okay. 
Well, I mean, it's out there. She's, she's yeah. Fucking, she's I think guilty. when that happened, I was like, I'm tired. So I can't they do got that. her. But you know, I mean, that's still not him. Not even going to get into that. Well, he did, bro. Yeah, he's bye bye. um but yeah so i mean she's in jail that's good i mean a little disappointed but i did watch one called into the deep the submarine murder case man you're just like documentary documentary yeah this one was about a danish guy he was some sort of celebrity he built these submarines like he built a submarine he was gonna go in but then he was like i want to launch myself into space and somehow he had access to like this old air base and he was building the subs, and these guys were helping him uh, build this rocket. Everybody that worked for him was a volunteer. But this Swedish reporter, like, you reached out to him randomly, and it was like, hey, I'd like to film you for a story. And he was like, Get, you know, buckle up. Let's do this. She goes out on the sub with him after documenting for a while, disappears. He comes back. He's like, the sub flooded. Oh. He's like, the sub flooded. But then it just gets, it's all over the place. And the old question is, satisfying? You're smiling a lot, so... I mean, I'm not going to say you. It doesn't have to wrap up, but did it feel good? There's a I was thinking Let's about say it. I was not disappointed. I was not disappointed at all. I was thinking about since the last time we talked about this, there is a documentary series about a murder on it was on Hulu. Last time I checked, it's called The Wilderness of Error. Ooh. I have the book that was written in the 70s about it, but it's a whole family is murdered on a military base in the 50s or 60s. But like. The story goes all the way to now. It's the whole time. crazy. Okay, those are, yeah, where it just keeps developing. Yeah, and, developing. and so Errol Morris, who wrote the book in the 70s, he's being interviewed for the documentary. It's not even him making it. And it's just about how, like, he was like, well, this is what I thought then, but now <laughs> it's crazy. So that was very satisfying. Well, but yeah, it, and it's because over... it was like, a what happened? Well, it went on over so many decades. That's nuts. I, I, yeah, yeah. This one wasn't decades. This one was really fast. The timeline on this one was not long. The uh, Maxwell, Lane. yeah, Gislaine, <laughs> the Gislaine Maxwell one, uh, <laughs> Gislaney. <laughs> that one went just for so long because they were doing that for so long. Yeah, that's how the vow was. Like you could make the same documentary series as the vow, five episodes. <laughs> how many was the vow? It was two seasons. So, like, from... And that was the one on HBO Max? Yeah, and the problem is they're following it as it goes. So, mm-hmm. like, last season was coming out, he had just been arrested. So it was, like, up to that. That's right. See, the did you watch the one with the chick who invented the blood machine? What was her name? Elizabeth something or other. Elizabeth Smart? What the Smart? fuck was that? Was that a knock? I don't know. Not at my door. I got cameras and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy. Uh... I don't know. That sounded like a real knock. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Might have been a dog. Gislaine. <laughs> Gislaine. That one could have been shorter. The Vow, I didn't realize it went like that, but the Elizabeth Smart one. That's no, and that's the reason the first season I was like, I'm not going to watch this for another season. You can't drag this shit out anymore because I was tired of them. Well, the, by the time the Elizabeth Smart one came out on HBO Max, in real time, they were just kind of starting the trial. Yeah, and that's so fine. they didn't really know where they were gonna be at when that one wrapped up. So and sometimes it's really good. Did you watch the one about Robert Durst? Oh, was he the white haired guy? Yeah. No, I didn't watch Bob that one. Durst. Is yeah, real. I didn't watch like, that one. Oh man, it's good. Okay, but that was happening as it went on and uh, started airing before his trial. But it goes right up to the aha moment. 
Oh, well, so that sounds better than the way they timed the Elizabeth. Yeah, Twilight. and it's a, a lot more interesting, especially because the only reason he let anyone film him in the first place was because they made that movie, All Good Things About Him, that <laughs> ma- and then cast Ryan Gosling as him. <laughs> way to butter him up. Wait, that was about him? Yeah. No. Yes, for sure. Okay, I've seen that. I didn't realize that that was him. Well, if you want the 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 real nitty gritty of it, that's the it's same crazy. guy. Well, that's the thing is he's so weird that you're kind of like you're like I don't want him to have done it. You know, he's like a weird little man with beady little bird eyes. <laughs> and by all measure of people I like, I shouldn't think he's wait. Robert Durst is the Jinx one. Yeah, the Jinx. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. I'm thinking about the wrong guy. Oh, okay, sorry. No, I started the Jinx. The Jinx is my jam. It was good. I didn't get fin. I didn't finish. You oh, told me about it. it. That's when so I started crazy. it. Crazy. See, I'd have to restart it at this point. Man, I think I was at the old house when I did that. So yeah, it's yeah. Sometimes things happen. I've been realizing that shows I abandoned throughout my life. It was because drastic life changes happened in the middle of them, and I just was like, not going back to that. <laughs> I gotta leave it behind, baby. Uh, yeah, I've, I've wanted documentary. Wednesday definitely contributed to it, but for some reason I was like, I want to watch The Addams Family, and I don't know why in my head it feels like a Christmas movie. And then I started it, and there's people caroling in the first scene, and they pour that oh, yeah, cauldron the, like the on them. Yeah, or yeah, whatever it was. Whatever it was, where it goes in and it's the credits of the smoke <laughs> and everything like that. Long credit sequence, too. Like, it's just smoke. I forgot about that. But anyway, I thought it was a Christmas movie in my head for some reason. Like, Did I was it like, look it, almost like the font like it is. that they used for Men in Black? Uh, yeah, kind of. Like a Beetlejuice kind of yeah, thing. same. It was definitely up there. I remember when I was a kid, I thought Tim Burton directed that, which was weird about Wednesday because he did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's weird how things fall into place like that. They were so similar. I was style. kind of impressed with Wednesday. Because I felt like Tim Burton stepped back and he was like, I got to make a good teen show. I want to check it out. I want to watch it. It was good. Very like Nancy Drew only. It's Wednesday. No, I saw some behind scenes stuff on the new hand guy. Thing was awesome. I don't have anything against Gomez Adams in the Wednesday series or like who they cast as anyone. Really? They're, Luis all, they're all great. Luis Guzman. Uh, Fred Armisen plays Uncle Fester. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn. Damn, I should have just let you fucking stumble into that one. You would have been stoked. That's crazy. And who's the mom? Catherine Zeta-Jones? Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, I wish I would have watched a little bit more, but, you know, the two weeks vacation and sick, I watched so many. I think it was just like I was trying to sleep when I, or I tried to try and sleep. So I didn't watch as much as I could have. For a second, I was like, that's all I watched. But I took down two TV series. I No, that's I good. N- nailed it. That's good. The resort, though, I can't say enough good things about it. That was a real bounce back and forth thing. But uh, the resort is like it's this couple that goes on vacation for uh, their 10th anniversary and they've like lost a child. The wife like kind of goes manic and she finds this cell phone and it ends up being this kid who disappeared 15 years ago. Oh, but dude, it gets fucking crazy. It's so nuts. It was really good. I, I can't recommend it enough. Limited series. And what's it on? Peacock. Peacock. It's a Peacock original. Peacock. <laughs> original. But we realized we're still saving the last episode of House of the Dragon. Yeah, you should just watch that. Otherwise, <laughs> you're going to do this fucking Frank thing where you go a year without doing it. We're saving it. We're saving it because we don't have any more. And then you're going to be like, fuck, I have to watch the whole thing over again. <laughs>
Just watch it. You probably don't even remember what happened now. Oh, I remember. Get in there, bro. It, you know, it's kind of like that Adam Sandler song that was moving at a medium pace. House of the Dragon. <laughs> at a medium pace. And, and to just to continue to bounce back and forth, this week we watched The Invitation, and that was very Nexium-like this time around. Yeah, I don't think I felt that as much on the last watch through, whenever that was. I'll go through it specifically, but man. I forgot about... Uh, some of that shit was... I'm not going to say anything, but I forgot about the ending. Man, so far, really enjoying re-watching the ones we're doing this month. The Dinner Party movie? Yeah. They they pack a fucking punch, man. <laughs> Coherence, too. Like I was like wide-eyed in the dark. Because I watched that on my computer like a college student. Awesome. <laughs> the awesome. pillow on the bed Comfy. over Thanksgiving. But yeah, I was like sucked into it. Same with this one. Last night, I found myself just like mouth open, breathing up all the air. I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> hashtag old man status our genre of dinner party movies really good just really good quality it feels kind of comforting to like pick just movies from a category that's what i was i was like God, i'm really enjoying this think about what this is dinner party movie and i'm still not tired of people coming over <laughs> no and you're about to have a party yeah christmas party time Man, that sneaks up. What's going to happen? <laughs> you guys going to try to indoctrinate us? I mean, if you see us locking the doors from the inside, you know, watch the fuck out. <laughs> it feels very Christmassy to watch a bunch of dinner party movies, even if they're not about it. I may watch The Ref just for good measure. Uh, I, that's a movie we rented from the video store back in the day. I remember my mom wouldn't let me watch that the first time I asked to watch it. No way. Yeah. And she was like, nah. I think she had some sort of idea about who Dennis Leary was. And it turns out I just would have turned into me sooner had you introduced me to Dennis Leary at that time. The video store where we rented that? Home video. I mean, I worked at the movie store. And we didn't sell them. We rented them. And it always bothered me a little. You know, uh, did you ever know those in Small Towns Movie Gallery? Dude, everybody that I knew that worked at a movie gallery was sketch as fuck. And the last one that was in Lago Vista, I think. Yeah, Lago Vista, Texas. It was like all meth heads, <laughs> like early 2000s. That must have been what they're talking about in the John Dies at the End books. Because, <laughs> you know, David works at that video store. It uh, might be a movie gallery. <laughs> movie gallery. The door beads. I liked that shit. Trying to peek through the door beads as they swung. <laughs> I saw Titty. <laughs> I'm going to go home and watch the Scrambled Spice Channel. <laughs> Dude, it would straighten up every now and then. <laughs> All right, let's do, let's do the summary. Oh, yeah, the summary. You know, the film opens exactly like the last two dinner party movies with the drive to the party. Will and his girlfriend Kira headed to the house of his ex-wife Eden and her new husband David. Will and Kira have received a fancy paper invitation to the gathering, and Will comments that it must be an attempt to make up for disappearing for two years. It seemed like in the movie it was a lot more than two years, but it was two years. It did seem that way. We find out through snippets of flashbacks and conversations with the other guests that the house was where Will lived with Eden before their son tragically died and where Eden, in her grief, attempted suicide two years earlier. The party is a reunion of old friends, at first anyway, but soon house guest Sadie emerges from the bedroom and a friend of David's named Pruitt arrives. Is that guy John Carroll Lynch? John Carroll Lynch, we'll yeah. We'll say it later. Oh, God, we got to talk. John Carroll Lynch, man. (laughs) (laughs) Their other dinner guests are Tommy, Tommy's boyfriend, Miguel, and friends Ben, Claire, and Gina. Gina mentions that her boyfriend, Choi, is running late. 
who they, I thought was Troy while I was taking notes. And <laughs> not Troy. Yeah, I looked at Troy. 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 <laughs> David and Eden explained that they have been in Mexico with a self-help organization called The Invitation that helped them get past their grief. They show the group a video of their leader comforting a woman as she dies. Very intense. While most of the guests are politely taken aback, Will becomes outwardly irritated. It feels too much like a pitch to join their self-help cult. As Will explores the house, reliving moments of his past, good and bad, he sees Eden stash pills in the master bedroom. He shows the pills to Miguel, who identifies them as phenobarbital. Though dangerous in high doses, not uncommon to find while snooping through medicine cabinets. Miguel tells David to stop sulking and join the party. David suggests they play a party game he calls I Want, similar to I Never. And the game starts innocent with Sadie kissing Gina and Eden kissing Ben. But when Pruitt reveals that he killed his wife in a rage and spent time in prison before joining the invitation, Claire apologetically excuses herself and leaves. And lots of spoilers here. This movie is one big twist, and we'd hate to ruin it for anyone that hasn't seen it. Suspiciously watching Pruitt move his car for her to leave, Will is accused by David of being rude and paranoid. Because of course. Racked with uncertainty and a message from Choi, who called from the front door before anyone else arrived, Will shouts his suspicions at their hosts. Choi's arrival shortly after dinner further makes Will question his perceptions, but when the hosts hang a red lantern in the backyard and serve the party a final glass of wine, Will trusts his instincts and interrupts the toast, but not before Gina takes a large gulp. Did you notice, too, that the wine was in a decanter and it was out of bottles the entire movie? Yeah. It was, or they just had the bar with like the liquor, like yeah, the hard Yeah, there were shit. a lot of little details in there. You wanted to believe Will. Just hard. Made you feel uncomfortable. I trust a man with a beard. In a coat like that? Yeah, long hair. It was a nice coat, and that shirt fit yeah, well. I had a little man crush on him. <laughs> Will is attacked by Sadie, and the rest of the movie takes a slasher film turn as the guests are attacked by the cultists. And Will and Kira look for a way to escape the locked house. The Invitation was directed by Karen Kasuma and written by Phil Hay and Matt Manfredi and premiered at the 2015 South by Southwest by Alamo Drafthouse Films. The film was initially announced in 2012 to star Luke Wilson, Zachary Quinto, Topher Grace, and Johnny Galecki, likely at the time having backing from a major studio. The Invitation ended up being a fully indie production and the writer and the director had complete creative control. It was starring Logan Marshall Green as Will, Tammy Blanchard as Eden, Michael Hausman as Mikael Hausman, Mikael Huisman, Mikael Huisman, Michael Huisman, Mikael Huisman <laughs> as David, the guy from Game of Thrones and Hill House. You know him. Drafthouse Films suggested that since the film was a limited release and then it was going to premiere again on streaming, the movie should be promoted similarly to Psycho, wherein not talking about the movie was the marketing for the movie and suggesting to people that they don't tell their friends which was probably a good call. And now, <laughs> the last video clerks ruins that marketing <laughs> and spoils this entire movie. But man, it was good. I've only seen it the one time. I saw it when it premiered on Netflix, and that was it. I want to say this was the third time, but I did not remember the very end. So disappointed in myself. I was really quick to say that Coherence was my favorite dinner party movie, but I think we just might have picked... All three of my favorite dinner party movies for this series. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to say that about the other one, but who knows? Silent Night might blow me the fuck away. I can't wait. I think, was that just last year I watched it? I feel like it may have been just last year. This time. That could be my Christmas movie. I've, I haven't been too into watching like theater, but I feel like both of these movies have felt like they could be stage plays. The same kind of intensity like a one scene thing remember when Alanis Morissette was like go down on you in 
a theater. Do you think that she was talking about a Shakespeare play? Or maybe they were watching like Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yes, I remember. <laughs> theater. But both these movies started with a drive there. Did you think that the coyote was symbolic of something when they hit the coyote? He had to put it out of its misery. You know, any movie that starts with a mercy kill, you know they're for real. Like, you know shit's about to get real. I feel like it says a lot about the character and, and, and what I they're think willing that is, to do. Is, yeah, it's, I think that was letting us know that Will wasn't going to hesitate when he needed to do the right thing. You see, I think he might have hesitated a lot. He had a lot of opportunities to leave this shit. I, I believe that was him trying to be strong. Deep down, he knew what he needed to do. But it was just so built up. You know, and that's a very traumatic experience. True. So... Him killing the wolf, there wasn't hesitation killing the wolf. Yeah, but he needed resolution. He knew what he had to do, and he wasn't going to let it suffer. I think that also ties into it. Yeah, maybe. No suffering. But without even business. explaining it, it says a lot about Will in that first move. Also, that paper invitation. I didn't notice that before. I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. In the car, that's when they hit the coyote. They're looking at the paper. She's holding the paper invitation. I just can think of like showing the back of the heads, you know, through the window. No, she's and... like looking at a physical paper, like nice invitation. And he tells her, she's like, wow, this is, people don't do this anymore. This is fancy. And he's like, maybe it's so, to make up for the two years of. I, when I started that movie, let's just say I was slamming a really big bowl of cereal right at the very beginning. God, so, me and you are way too similar. So I wouldn't put it, you know, I wouldn't put it past me to have been like looking down and like, oh, that's a good <laughs> bite. You know, like I heard oh, them. crunchy. Yeah. I'm, and I try not to take my eyes off because like, you know, my experience, my movie. What, you I know, thought you were going to say you don't take your eyes off the cereal. No, off the screen, <laughs> off the screen while I'm watching. That's the thing. I'm like, I want silence. I want my dark room. I want no lights in the background. But you were like, nom, 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 nom. oh, frosted flakes <laughs> where the milk turns into strawberry milkshake. Like. Well, yeah, but they had a they had a physical invitation. Yeah. In, okay. In Sorry. Yeah. That's how they end up hitting the coyote. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm like in my head I'm like don't talk about cereal <laughs> no uh, Frank just wants to do a cereal podcast now now that I have a kid I buy them all and I eat them all <laughs> all the time no we'll start a mini podcast that's just you reviewing child cereals this week Kellogg's um, <laughs> it's gonna take six hours I know we're gonna just talk about new product line from them though uh, yeah the man did what he needed to do and, you know, you mentioned it. They're always driving to these parties. Like, they took themselves there. Like, in all these, like, they're taking themselves to this place. Yeah, to me, that just means that I don't get to drink very much. <laughs> you take a fucking Uber. 2015, definitely Ubers already. Especially mm -hmm. in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, it's that Prius Uber all day, probably. Oh, yeah, back then? Mm -hmm. For sure. There was even a Prius in the movie. Now they have environmentally friendly Tesla Ubers. Did you notice he drove a Saab? No. Yeah, he drove they didn't say anything about what anyone did, other than Miguel, who was a doctor. Claire had gotten her tenure, so she was a instructor, educator, Adjunct professor, professor or something, professor like that. of yeah. some sort. So prof she's in education. Okay, you could say that was Claire, the one who left. Yeah, who's yes. G who's Gina? Gina's the Asian girl, Choi's girlfriend. And Ben was like the bigger guy, right? Ben was the bigger guy. So see, I thought him and Claire were together at the beginning. At first, it appeared that way. They were sitting I, on the couch. I immediately was like, now Ben is here alone. So, and when he was talking about his wife and the sex being just angry, 
You know, he's like, I feel like we fight all the time, but the sex is angry. Yeah, but he's the kind of guy who would go to an old gathering of friends alone. Alone. But the way he said it, I was like, oh, he's talking about her on the couch. And then when she sits down with Will on the staircase, I was like, damn, she has angry sex with that guy. Like, it just seemed a little. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed, But that makes as soon as I saw that they weren't a couple, I was like, OK, he's got somebody else that we're not seeing here. We're, you know, it's all good. How did Ben? We'll get to that. Okay. I, I do remember. I know what you're going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's weird. I can't remember that right now. Eden and David, I don't know. Part of me is just like not, I wouldn't be comfortable bringing my new girlfriend. To like your ex's party? Yeah, but I was unclear about whether, they all knew David from before. Because Gina mentions that he used to have the good cocaine and stuff. Because yes. he was a record producer. Mm -hmm. So we did know that. And, uh, or what he was before he was, uh. In Nexium. Yeah. <laughs> before he'd been recruited. Did they know Kira before? I was N unclear about that. No, I feel like Kira was new to They were meeting group. her for the first time. First time. First time vibes. That may have been why Ben didn't bring his wife. Was it had been in the two year period or something? But well, he said they had kids though, didn't he? Yeah, and he clearly man, that was it. She had to stay with the kids. We'll go with that. If the shoe fits. I explained this one. If the shoe fits. But yeah, when Sadie comes Donald Duckin' down the hallway. That's Were our you're... second Donald Duck on this podcast. <laughs> this one was like... Not as good as the last one. No, but it showed more. Well, it was full Donald Duck. It was full Donald Duck, not just like, I don't know, Top of the Peaches. Yeah, whereas in Fault, she had the, the underwear still. This was vagina. Uh, yeah, I feel like Fault's was tasteful. I was like sweating. In the... I saw it in the dark. Yeah, Fault's was a little more tasteful. This was blunt like, damn, is he hallucinating? Yeah, like he was like, is there a Donald Duck at the end of this fucking hallway? Yeah, he's like, and is she looking at me? Yeah, she looks pretty good in the dark. But she was a perfect cult chick. She looked like a member of the Manson family. Her name was fucking Sadie. yeah. I'm, I made that comparison as well. Eden also struck me as like den mothery Manson family kind of feel. And she had her family had money. Yes. So she was I bet she was a big contributor down in Mexico. Oh, for sure. You know, find hey, these grieving people. We need to build some more huts. We need some more hut money. Do you think that's something you could assist with? It'd be for the greater good. What was David grieving about? Because he was talking about his grief also. So something happened to him. I think he may have just been burnt out. Too much of that cocaine? The yayo, man. Because <laughs> he was a shitty record producer? Turn up his snare. That actor is a certain kind of guy. I wouldn't want him producing my album. I want a guy with like a beard and a top hat or something. <laughs> or a guy who looks kind of like Jimmy Buffett, maybe? Or no. Uh, I mean, it depends on what kind of music you're singing. It, it depends, yeah. yeah. What level? If I was going to record a Beach Boys cover band uh we yeah, talk so, about jimmy buffett a lot on this podcast i don't know why i only know that one song uh <laughs> david though and i don't like pina coladas they were creepy did you notice the clothes kind of matched they were similar I didn't tones. notice that but now that you mention it yeah the tones were very similar i think some of that is that uh production value wise like probably dressing everyone a certain way made sure that they got the same color palette because mm -hmm. have you ever seen breakdowns of that where it's like there's like a percentage of of a dominant color in a shot and then there's like a small percentage of two other colors hmm. and they do it in everything it's like a subliminal thing yeah it locks us in we just like it it's like the like later when we talk about my story circles that i made that happens to be what we like like there was a movies had like the heavy filter there for a while like that sandy orange look or yeah and i don't like it when they fake that it would have the soft blue look you know, soft blue, blue sepias okay look like traffic and twilight Remember Traffic? Yeah, I'm trying to connect that to Twilight. 
just the different filters. Like one's more orangey, daytime deserty. One's more cool, evening blue, breezy light. Shimmery skin. <laughs> glistening. <laughs> they glisten. People don't like the word moist, but I don't like the word glisten. Splurge. I offend people when I say splurge. What? Splurge. I, I like that. Splurge. I like squiddly spooch. Then you just made that up. I did. <laughs> <laughs> splurge. But then when Pruitt came in, John Carroll Lynch is always a... Something's uh, not quite right he, there. You're like, he's either going to be a gentle giant and we're going to misjudge him be <laughs> because he's got a little something under the surface or he's going to go full... Large psychotic man. Yeah. He's either the fucking crazy clown <laughs> from Free Show or he's Margie's husband from Fargo. Oh, yeah. That's that's, right. that's always the first thing that pops into my head. So I have a nice... John Carroll Lynch is a nice man Oh, feeling, but he's not most of the time. <laughs> Wait, did he get the mallard? <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. We could go down like a horrible Fargo reference. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm that could go on for hours, turn into a fucking Coen Brothers. But I feel like his first chance to leave is he's a little, okay, we came a little uncomfortable. This is weird. There's something different about you guys. You invited these people to Look, what felt like an intimate event before this. A reunion. A reunion, for a sure. Reunion it of was sorts. pitched as a reunion. With a couple new new additions. Yeah, and maybe that's not so bad. But the locking the door. Locking the door at the very beginning. And I wrote as a personal note, if I was in that situation, once I saw that fucking video and they were serious about it, you guys have a good evening. Take care. Oh, absolutely. I'm fucking out of here. You show me a video like that at like a fucking dinner party and you're serious about it and you're trying to tell me like, oh, just think about it. Fuck you. Because yeah. you know what? I know something's fucking coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but he I think he has in the back of his head like I, I know these people, you know, he was danger really, hasn't arisen yet. He cared a lot for his ex. It, it's not like it was an ideal situation. Bad shit happened. They I don't think apart. he'd given up yet. Really? No, no. And then you could tell when he was like, you've been gone two years, the anger. The oh, anger yeah. that was projected, you know, I yeah, because he where said, been? yeah, well, she was like, you didn't worry about me, did you? And he went, I did actually, exactly in the kitchen, yeah, That's the one on one said, in the, the way kitchen. he said it was so, yeah, there's venom. He'd been thinking about it. He was trying to move on. He was doing his best. It's like, do as I say, not as I do, kind of a thing. But <laughs> to to yourself, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> you know, he knew what he should be doing. He was trying. He was moving on. He had a new chick. You know, he's, and he came he's got a new closure. woman. Yeah, he was trying to move on. And this was him trying to be responsible. It's like, okay, old friends. Uh, where has she been? And that's a, a feeling I can get down with. The older I get, the more I, I don't want to go do things. I love canceling shit. That's my jam. Like, well, I like canceling stuff I have to do more than I like having stuff to do. And I put myself in the... If you're in California and you've got that friend whose family has that house in the hills where you like to go gather at... And, and he used couple, to live there. Yeah, and he used to live there, but the friends used to go chill. I'd imagine that's a scene. You know, that was like a spot. That was a happening. Yeah, and they had an idea in their head of how it was going to be. Yeah, because of the old days, how it used to be. Yeah, and they'd all drifted apart because of this event. Really, probably at its core, it rotted everything. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those things people couldn't get over. Caused the ripples. We all drift away a little bit as time goes on, but... I haven't gotten to a point in my life where people were like, come to a dinner party. Because <laughs> I would feel like odd man out a little bit. Like I was the one who wasn't trying. And that's how we all feel, I'm sure. 
you know, because people don't drift apart just because one doesn't do something. You made me think I should have a dinner party sometime. <laughs> <laughs> you should. And you guys should make it a little weird. <laughs> make it a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really plan Christmas parties. You could really plan a fucking wait. What is happening here? Dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> And then the fucking cult video. Toby Huss. Artie. <laughs> strongest man in the world. I don't know if it clicked. I As soon as it came on, I was like, wait, is that guy's not? Whoa. Oh, it's him. I shouted Toby Huss. And no one was home at the time. <laughs> Toby I Huss. I startled a dog. I'm sure I was like, Toby Huss. It's one of those where you just look around and you're pointing at the TV like, that's him. Yeah, that's what happens when Bill Sadler comes on the TV. And that's what happens <laughs> when Toby Huss comes on. I have the same sort of affection for those guys. It's weird. You don't get that with John Carroll Lynch, though. You're just like John Carroll Lynch. John Carroll Lynch, I like in a Michael Shannon way. You had to use Michael Shannon? Yeah. I put him on a pedestal, man. Michael Shannon can play a lot of different characters, and he can be really scary, or he can be a really, really nice man. It, it's just that face. And that's how I feel about John that's Carroll Lynch. That's a one-of-a-kind face, I don't that Michael Shannon face. John Carroll Lynch is never really a lead. Michael Shannon is the lead version of that sort of actor. Yeah, and the guy whose name I always forget. Who's like his buddy in movies? Yeah, even in like Take Shelter, I was uh, I was like, this man is gonna snap. The guy who plays his friend in that, that him and that guy are in. Oh yeah, because it's that that director probably. Ah, uh, was he also in uh, Midnight Special? Yes. Whoa, was that guy in Midnight Special? I think he was. Okay, there was one the quarry. I know I've brought that up before too. Sorry, I'll stop doing the Michael Shannon thing. <laughs> I keep it to myself. <laughs> anyway, yeah, John Carroll Lynch, different feel, but. Yeah, um, and then there's like little breathers where, okay, I'm being crazy throughout the movie. And then they play the I want game. And man. I feel like this is after the snooping. I would feel like I could walk around the house. I used to live there. This is where my son died. And David was kind of being a dick here and there. He was being a dick. He was throwing out the low blows. That actor, man, he's a dick. He is. A lot of the time. I think I, I had a weird, uh, I liked him in Game of Thrones. He's right. like, he kind was... of a dick in Hill House. Whatever his name is. Hoisman. 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 I do like him. He's a good actor. He feels that very specific sort of uh, too handsome. He can't help it. He, he just got everything that. real easy. Yeah, but that's when like Sadie turns on the full on Manson girl. And she's like, I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when uh, she kisses Gina, right? Yeah, she was very... Uh, uh, Gina reacted like that was a real hot girl. And she was like, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. ho, I know. I thought Gina would have had higher standards. And I would have been like, whoa. Yeah, I just made out with an ex-meth head. Yeah, mayhaps. She was way twitchy. Great job. Very uh, squeaky from. <laughs> <laughs> Even while she was Donald ducking it, I felt that creepy. It was the way her eyes were just like... I don't mm -hmm. know if that actress is just like that or she's just very like... She did it well. I bet she's, like, beautiful. She could just turn on the cult real they, fast. Yeah, they, they just made her greasy with darker circles under her eyes. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> she definitely looked like she hadn't taken a shower in a while, or she was just taking swims in the pool. It's like the movies where the dorky chick who's supposed to be unattractive is just, like, an, a very attractive chick that they've put in a ponytail with glasses. I thought Rachel Lee Cook was way hotter with glasses. I can't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> And then when Pruitt starts telling that story, I'll go or <laughs> whatever he says. Yeah. I really like, even though I knew because I've seen this movie before, I still like gave him the benefit of the doubt for a second. I didn't remember his story. I didn't remember his story, but I saw where this was all going. But <laughs> the, the mood was about to change. It got so much darker than I remembered it being that he like flipped out and beat his fucking wife to death. Well, and from the story, it was a one punch. 
Yeah, like, like he like just knocked her into a corner of the table. Yeah, just knocked the shit out of her. And Claire was uh, the smartest of them. And she was very polite about it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very uncomfortable. When he's like looking out the window at her and, and watching her. And I love how they did that. suspicious. Because if he cared as much, why not? Just keep well, that was eyes like, on her. That was time number two. You could have left. Mm-hmm. Like we could all be like, yes, we're all very uncomfortable. And everyone leaves in mass. The video. It was very nice. It was a good try. The video and then the I want game thing felt like uh, just the way they conducted themselves was so much like those Nexium meetings. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like I could hear Nancy's We're voice not a cult, in my head. guys. We just bring out the best in you. Okay, but what they're saying, the like specific things that they said, pain is optional, expel your emotions. Your victimhood is a choice. It was basically like Nexium was teaching people overcome some sort of thing. But in when you think about it more, that's used for evil. <laughs> you know, where it's like, don't trust your instincts. Your instinct to flee, your pain are wrong. And like, you don't have to feel those things. And it's disregarding why you feel those things. But everyone's real polite and they just stay. Overly polite. I'm t- the video, man. Sorry, guys. Good to see you. Thanks for the drinks. We outie. <laughs> um, but Will should have walked her out to the car. There's no reason why he shouldn't have done that. She was like, it's 40 feet. The state he was in at that moment, I felt like I would have been like, I'm going to walk you out. And then when John Carroll Lynch was following her out, mm. I'd be like, no, <laughs> I'm going too. You just told your we're wife just, murder story. We're just all going to do this. Well, like, this is, is not the time for that. Well, it is weird how Claire was okay with going out. You know, she didn't... Yeah, she, she should have looked at Will or something and been like, you know what, I was fucking wrong. I'm trying to be nice, but... Because don't forget, two people had come and knocked on the door. That's what I was going to ask you. Who the fuck knocked on the door? It was it was a coordination thing. Ties in with our ending. You think so? I think it was a coordination thing. Okay. That was his reason to lock the door, because he didn't lock it the first time. He was like, okay, Will... Okay. Mm-hmm. Like he was being crazy. It's like, well, why do you have fucking locks on your door with keys on the inside? People who do that shit are weird. Yeah, that has nothing to do with stopping a home invasion. Like it doesn't, it doesn't increase your chance of stopping the Yeah, home and invasion. they nailed it. What if there's a fire? He was still on his tippy toes. He was fresh. He hadn't been all mentally beaten down like completely at that point. And I was with him. I'm a big person who looks for the signs. And so if I'm overanalyzing, so be it. I'd catch shit that a lot of people aren't catching. Because I'm overthinking the fuck out of it as I go. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, fucking dinner. And they actually have dinner. But dinner still went quick. It did. And it was... Was it during dinner where the, the breakdown happens? It was sort of time-lapse. It was when they were having drinks after dinner. When uh, Will finally loses his shit. Because he'd gone outside. Why was he outside he, again? He went out to get air. The, these were like, it gets real intense. And then uh-huh. Will goes outside for air. Into the backyard, which doesn't seem to be a way out of the backyard. Yeah, it had those tall trees, and it looked like maybe an infinity pool. It was really pool. encased. It was on a cliffside. Yeah. That was when Sadie tried to fuck him. Remember? Did that really happen? Or was that like a... That's oh, what I was going to oh, ask. Oh, no, that was, was definitely really happening. It happened, yeah, right? Yeah, she went out there, and she like wouldn't leave. He was trying to get cell phones. So service. maybe that was... I wasn't eating cereal at that point, so I don't know what else it could have been. <laughs> but I felt as if the uh, transition from that scene to the next scene may have been a little choppy. There was like a weirdness where he was by the pool. And And then then all of a sudden he was just back inside, right? He rejected her. No, then he was standing out on the end of the lawn, looking out on the cliff. Suddenly his phone connected and he got that message from Choi. And that's when he goes back inside where they're having after dinner drinks. Where the fuck is Choi? He has his aha. Mm -hmm. I caught you. 
he left a voicemail and it made sense. He had his suspicions. I would have felt that way. That voicemail to me would have confirmed my suspicion. Something happened to fucking Choi at this house before we got here. I might have gone and talked to Gina first. Well, no, I mean, she was already, she already didn't know. Oh, just like let her know what just was been up. Just like, hey. Yeah, that so would have been a bad Before move. I flip out. Yeah, what do you think about this? Yeah, because I'm being way too polite. So you didn't get a voicemail, but I did. This is your dude. Are you concerned? Yeah. No, that makes sense. I feel like he could have gotten Gina on his side there. Maybe would have gone a little better. But, but I mean, Choi shows up after. But he even yells like, why are you being so fucking polite? <laughs> like, why is everyone being so fucking polite? Yeah. And he brings up Sadie and Pruitt tagging along. Got these two. (laughs) He has it out. (laughs) But that's the thing is Choi showing up right then. Right then. Immediately like seeds that, oh, fuck. I am paranoid. Yeah. And watching that story unfold, you're like, wait, is this about him coming undone? You question it. Or I did. Doesn't shortly after that, he goes and watches on a computer videos of the cult leader trying to figure out how harmless it is. He has to calm down, has to calm down. He's calming down. What, he has like one more old flashback? Yeah. He lays down, he's having the flashback, kids looking at him, and he just, the tear comes down. It was shortly after that, he's, <laughs> again, he's, I feel like he's wanting to accept it, but he's like, I still don't feel right about this fucking situation. Yeah, so he's watching videos of it. Because his son's room is David's office, and then that's when he has the flashback, and then when he pops out of the flashback, he's, he just looks at that desk, and he's like, oh, yeah. Why not snoop? You know, let's let's give her one more look see over here in the drawer. The look on his face when he's watching that video made me think that he was like, I get how you got pulled into this. So that raises the question, why is David not a screen lock guy? Well, I mean, Keith Ranieri, he was saving everything. He had all his WhatsApp chats with 15 year olds. I am watching a docu- another documentary about a big cat guy. Well, he's not a big cat guy. He's a little cat guy, but he was also a wrestler. But similar thing. Crazy, weird, eccentric dude, right? Center of the storyline. Hard drives everywhere. Yeah, dudes like that, they Hard start drives to everywhere. nobody's watching them. All kinds of shit, man. Just photos, video. Yeah. Everywhere. Dude, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> so like Keith Ranieri, he had like people filming him 24 hours a day, practically. They had so much footage uh, him playing volleyball. Uh. <laughs> oh, and you were right about the karate thing. He was a, he, was a ju- he claimed to be a judo, uh, a youth judo champion. And they found no evidence of that being true. That that had ever happened. Yeah, but that's for sure. Uh, yeah, I remember he is that the kind from... of guy who would show you his karate. See, I don't think I started the vow. I think I watched one or two other documentaries on Nexium. But I felt that a little bit that Keith Raniere thing when he was sitting next to the laptop while the video was playing. Oh, of the doing woman his little dying, presentation, doing his little like, yes, and like turning and smiling at this them. This is what we're all about, guys. It's just it's nice. Isn't Join it? the club. It's fine. Mm-hmm. No. Just tell us how you feel. Oh, yeah, man. and that's that's when, after he has that freak out. And then Choi's there. Yeah, and Choi's there. Kira goes outside with him and talks him down and gives him yet a third chance to leave. She's and, like, we really need to go. That's and she's right. on board. She's like, we yeah, let's, let's she get She knew out. what the fuck was up. He'd, he'd embarrassed himself. She was like, look, it's just, at that point, I feel like the right thing. He's like, okay, take the loss. The right thing to do would have been to leave. The take polite the thing to do. Would have been to leave. Yeah. <laughs> After making a scene. And I mean, if you're that concerned, try and leave and see if they make a scene then. Like, see if you can, like, initiate the freak out then. Yeah. And I like, like during that, he just kind of, he hangs that lantern up outside when they come back in. And he's kind of like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? So was it lantern then laptop? I think so. 
I think so. And then they come get him again. Because we're, we're going to oh, do it a was toast. Pruitt. It was Pruitt yeah, coming. He, to... And he was very perfunctory about it. Like, come on. Get yeah. out of there. The decanter. Get fancy at the dinner table. That's one of those times you're proud of a character, though, where he's like, mm. and that almost made me be like, okay, you stayed to keep your friends safe. Like, you felt the danger, but you knew you had to hit that coyote. <laughs> React. Don't hesitate. He hesitated a little bit. He did. And then, which led to even more hesitation. Yeah. That slow-mo sequence. Gina was excited about whatever was coming out of that decanter. She was. She's a party. She was there bumping rails, man. Yeah, she probably done some of that blow by then. Oh, you know he she had did. that blow laying around. Well, yeah, and she's like, "Oh, pour it yeah. up." You she, know how long it took me to chop that up? Two year old blow. So by the time he starts glass slapping, she's already had her drink. The only one to have the drink. Sadie fucking freaks out. Did you see the parallel with Pruitt's wife and the way he like pushed Sadie and she hit her head and then Pruitt like immediately like, <gasps> yeah, had that fuck, yeah. Yeah. He's seen it before. <sighs> and meanwhile, you got Sneaky David. When all hell breaks loose, Ben is one of the first ones to go out on the patio. He tries to flee into the backyard. You were about to ask me earlier about Ben. What happened about That's Ben? That's right. So it was Ben. Ben, Miguel, Choi all but, go wait, down. Pruitt, you might still be trying to figure out, but seeing John Carroll Lynch, you're like, he's not going to, you know, disarm the situation. Yeah, but I think that's what made it so scary with them hiding in the house. Because you were like, David... I'm going to kill him. But just, you know how they slowed it down for the breakdown of what was going on? Yeah. I feel like that was pretty accurate because you're like, oh, fuck, he's right. Then you're like, what the fuck is going on? And you're just in shock. Then you get back to Gina <laughs> and then all hell breaks loose. But knowing John Carroll Lynch is somewhere in the house, <laughs> just... that's the really scary like slasher movie turn that it took. David may find me, but. Pruitt with the fucking Michael Myers walk, dude, he wasn't running. No, <laughs> he wasn't running. He was Michael Myers walking yeah. up those stairs. Because, yeah, because while they're hiding, you see Ben trying to fucking make a run for it. David's fucking with him, right? And, and it then... turns out exactly like that when he hits him with that fucking. Or she hits him when he oh, comes when through Pruitt the door. Down? Yeah. Yeah. It's before that. When Right when he comes through the door of the theater. Oh, the theater? Yes, theater. the theater. Um, no, so <laughs> when he comes through the door of the theater, Will smacks the gun out. But then immediately gets fucked because that man is like two to three times larger than him. He's so big. Yeah, I like that Eden lost her shit after that. She was almost like, I, this isn't what I want. Yeah, no matter how committed she was to the uh, the process, to the event, that was just too much. Those were her friends. Like that That's how all family. those like, suicide cults, shit does not go the way you planned it. Unless it's Heaven's Gate. She had accepted the plan. Let's drink the juice. She was not ready to force her loved ones to no, do it. No, she wasn't ready to start massacring people. Like, you know, hand to hand. Yeah, if they if it had all gone smoothly, she might have been fine with that. Mm -hmm. But they didn't jump on drinking that juice either. No. Gina was the only gung-ho. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to try and hold on to that in the life. Don't be the first one to just drop the shot. And then where the fuck did Tommy come from? It's like he dropped from the ceiling to take David out. Did he come from the bottom of the stairs or what? <laughs> like they were hiding upstairs and David was coming up uh -huh. into that second floor landing and fucking Tommy came out of fucking nowhere. That's right. Okay. So, oh, he jumped through the door behind him. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I th I was like, did he fall from the fucking ceiling? Like Spider-Man? Jesus no, Christ. I think he jumped from the door behind him. And I'm really glad he won the fight. David didn't put up. I mean, he was like. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, David was not a threat. No, when he got Ben, he was fighting with Ben until Pruitt came up and finished Ben. Yeah, and then Kira beat the fuck out of Pruitt. Yeah, she. what was that? I don't know what she was holding. It was like an urn or a fucking water bottle, like a, something. Something. It's some it sort of break. cylinder she fucking hit him with. And but it, not a fire extinguisher, right? It made a bing sound, but no, I don't think it was a fire extinguisher. And definitely not pottery because that would have broke. Oh, well, yeah. She, she, but she acted. She reacted. She did not hesitate at that point. But oh, when they first started running, and he was like, he's basically like, we have to do whatever it takes. He said something along those lines, I feel yeah. like, which I was like, yeah. Get her hyped up, you know. Let's set the let's set the set the mood here. Set the tone. Eden was just fucking all over the place at that point. Otherwise, she probably wouldn't have shot Will. Oh yeah, she was breaking down, and and, and I'm sure she only shot Will from her brief pep talk from David. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, she really, really wanted to believe that she had found something. Yeah, once something has perceivably taken away your pain, there's no way you're gonna let that go that easy. Yeah, I like how she was like, take me outside. And that's how they get to the lanterns. The lanterns. That's the crazy shit of the ending. See, I did not Good remember that. So ending. when I saw him light the lantern, I was like, oh, he's signaling for someone else to come help him. Like, that's where oh, my you brain... didn't remember the big. Uh... That's what I was at the very beginning. Yeah. When we started talking tonight, that's what I was saying was I didn't remember the ending. Like, I love the that Red they're lantern all over Hollywood Hills. There were so many. Yeah. And it, it wasn't may just not like, be like, it's not like the world. But when you think about it, like the Hollywood Hills, and it's this like Nexium esque cult, <laughs> they're all doing it on this night, like mass exodus shit. Because that's like uh, Jim Jones, like when he tried to get everybody to drink the Kool Aid, he had to do it at gunpoint at the end there. Cults are crazy. They are. I broke down the story circles of these two dinner party movies, and I know I'm a big nerd. I love that there's eight parts to every story, it's just what we like. <laughs> this is just how we like a story to be told so it was easy for me to break it down analyze it so both movies start with driving there and some sort of signal of the character with her it's lighter it's the broken phone but she's having the conversation with her boyfriend incoherence yes about this conflict the coyote both those things really gave you a quick this is what that character was you could almost say in clue you got little things about each character as they're showing up. Like, not necessarily once they're there. Oh, you got a hint. You got a clue. In some way, their arrival gave you a an indication of who they were. And then the next step is just always the guess. The only difference, really, in the way the story unfolds with this is that dinner happens at the midpoint in the invitation. And dinner is how we meet everyone in coherence. Tiny introductions and then... The characters develop. Yeah, the invitation had a little bit more mingling. Yeah, this was a, a longer dinner party. In coherence, their dinner, they wanted to eat and then drink. <laughs> and this one, they wanted to heavily drink for a long time, eat and then kill themselves. Both things like power outage were locked in. The video, that's like, those are the big catalyst moments for, oh shit, something's fucking weird. Yeah, something's not right. And then with that one, the, the others and the doubles... And with this one, it's the Pruitt's wife and the party game. And we start to like be like, what the fuck are these people doing? And then at the midpoint, it's just different. Decoherence, it's like total fucking everything falls apart. And at the midpoint after dinner, we find out like, oh, Troy's okay. It might Everything might be fine. Still some uncertainty. False victory where it was a 
false defeat kind of in the second one. Yeah, still just waiting to see what happens next. Yeah, and then we find out we're in the wrong house or the lantern gets hung and the paranoia and everybody thinks you're you're the one who's being paranoid. When really it was just a great setup by the host. Yeah, and then I think both characters had to go through some sort of uh, taking charge. I think his flaw in the invitation was politeness, whereas hers was the being wishy-washy and not taking what she deserves. And maybe to him, kind of the same thing. He needed closure. That's why he came. Their politeness, that was kind of the absurdity of the whole thing, was, God, stop being so fucking polite to each Can other. Can we just blame it on them being Californians? Uh, I've met just as horrible Texans as I have California. We are not better than them. I stand no, by no. that statement. <laughs> I, I mean, in different ways. I'm just saying as far as like a dinner party, I feel like it might get a little more crazy there. Yeah, here we have potlucks. And you had to cook, and you don't owe anyone shit. Yeah, I mean, let's, they weren't eating green bean casserole at that party. Yeah, they really weren't. What were those plates? They looked they looked nice, but did they look good? So the video is when you would have left? The video. I made a big note of that. I was like, look, if I'm in that situation, as soon as that video's done, I'm like, hey. I sort of understand that. the idea that he's like, something, something dangerous is happening, and I'm not leaving without the rest of my people. You got to go with your gut. What does that mean? I got to go with my gut. Yeah, because he didn't really indicate that that's what he was doing. But I felt like to some degree, he was the kind of guy who puts the coyote out of his misery. He felt a responsibility to stay. And feelings for uh, for his ex. He needed to find out what happened. And it's like that, you know, you briefly mentioned it, the uh, carry me outside. He carries her. She helped to get everybody in that fucked up situation. And I like that Kira understood. She yeah, seemed she, to, she, she seemed to really her. understand like, yeah, what this was the right thing about. to do. What was his? What was her name? Eden. Eden. How could I forget? She was just lost. Thought she found the answer in Mexico with this cool new friend group. She would join Nexium. Yeah, she was that kind of person. She seemed that way and work her way to the top fast because she's a major contributor. She paid. For That's the a hut. good little detail. I didn't notice. I like that. I like that you noticed that. No, because I mean, what uh, you figure he was a record producer with a coke problem. How much money did he have left? Yeah, and that's why those self-help cults take root in California is people with money. Yeah. That's where they are. Easy. That's really what you don't like. It's not California. It's that you don't like people with money. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Texans with money either. They're more fun to drink with, though. Texans? <laughs> yeah, with money. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they've got like probably a cool house. I would have felt conflicted by him, but I would have left with Claire. Like, that would have been the moment. Yeah, At least. Me too. We're going. I know that Gina made him feel like we're all here for you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why we came. We're here to support you. And she made that very clear to him when he got there. And I think that probably contributed to his pressure to stay. See, I've got that new hatred for being around people I'm not comfortable with. And so I've gotten more blunt with the way that I act. So at this point in my life, the video. But also Claire's is very acceptable. And that's like the extra chance to me. What if your wife was uh, making you feel like you're being, you're the crazy? What if Olympia was like, dude, you're being nuts. Would you back it a little bit? Coming from her? After the video, she would feel like that. See, I don't think she would feel like that after the video. I think she'd be like, what the fuck? I think that's the thing. I think most sensible people would watch that video, see how your old friends are reacting, and be like, this is too much. Well, he says it. He's like, do you really think that's appropriate for a dinner party, David? Yeah. No, I mean, he he acknowledges it. Yes. I'm very strong. I would have been fucking gone right there. Fuck all y'all. Take your weird-ass video. Don't fucking call me again. I feel like I would have made it to Claire, but I get why he was staying. I think I get why he was staying. Well, he had a lot more than me. I feel like I would have... <laughs> like I was... <laughs> Look, he was more connected than I was, okay? Yeah, and I feel like a little bit... 
he should have protected Kira a little better, even though she beat Prue to fucking death. So I mean, she didn't need his help. So I do believe that this was her first time meeting the friend group. He sure did leave her with them quite a bit when he would go, you know. And there's a part of me, that's the, the bigger problem, is the part of me when shit gets real weird at a party and it doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I think it's been a long time since I've been to a party where something like that happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm the guy who like a fight breaks out and he pours a beer on him. <laughs> walks away real quietly. Not a part of the fight, but let's make it wet. <laughs> I think now we're seeing the similarities. Three dinner party movies now. I think I said it last one, and I was a little out of it last time, coming off the cold. But I was I was really on like the gathering of friends, gathering of family, just the gathering. The Call setups gathering. are definitely identical. Old friends or strangers. Mm-hmm. Or old friends with new additions. Or that ex-girlfriend who shouldn't be here. Yeah. Who invited her? Well, it was Amir. <laughs> <laughs> but next time we're watching Silent Night with Kira Knightley and I didn't oh, I really look up. I forget his name. Hold on. We'll know it next time. No, his name. Maybe I'll even learn to pronounce His it. name is Benedict Cumberbatch. It's not Benedict Cumberbatch. I know. I, that, was, you, that was my placeholder <laughs> to stop you. Because I knew that you'd be like, no, it's not. His name is. Uh, That's Frank's new version of um, as he's like, Benedict Matthew Good. His name is Matthew Good. I knew him from The Good Wife. He was in the imitation game with Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm excited to watch a dinner party movie now that I haven't seen. There you go. And I'm excited because I've only seen it once for sure. And it was a year ago. So like I remember it. Ah, I'm not saying anything else. I thought it was a good one. Close to a great one. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, oh, fuck. He was in He was in The Watchmen. Oh, yeah. He's Ozymandias. Yeah. He's the fucking. Uh, yeah. The business one. Ozymandias. Yeah. The one who ran the corporation with the action figures. Ozymandias. Oh yeah, Ozymandias. Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.